the changeable. This is episode number eight, the ironic truth about procrastination. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Changeable, a podcast about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. And now, here's your host, Dr. Amy Johnson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. Today, I have another guest interview, and it's with Julie Gray. Julie is a coach and a speaker, and she helps people with procrastination and anxiety from this new paradigm that we share. And I really loved this conversation with Julie. Um, In particular, procrastination is such a funny thing because we're sitting around saying, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough. And often we are kind of paralyzed in action, you know, but it's so seductive for it to look like the thing to do is to just do more. So we want to add more, add more. But, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast so far, you might be on to the fact that adding more doesn't tend to help. So Julie and I unpack this and look at how how ironic procrastination really is and what real change in that area in any area really ultimately comes from. So if you want to see more about Julie, once you listen, you probably will. Her email is profound slash impact.com. And she has a, um, a few free PDFs and things on her website. One in particular, which I really love is the backwards way to move forward today. Very in line with the changeable podcast and the ironic way that change happens. So enjoy the conversation. All right. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, Amy. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. Um, so maybe just start off by telling us a little bit about like your history with procrastination, anxiety, kind of what got you into to this understanding and this work. Sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. I can remember being in the seventh grade laying in bed at night and really worrying about how I was going to get everything done in high school and how I was going to get everything done in college (laughs) and all of the papers and the projects. And at the time, like I'm kind of laughing about it now, but I was freaking out and I didn't know that that was anxiety. And it was a really long time from then that I even made that distinction that, that there was like another way that it could be. It just looked like my life. And um, <clears throat> that anxiety really translated often into a lot of procrastination. I was, you know, I'd either drag my feet getting started or I wouldn't finish, which created a lot of angst. And that was with me, you know, I, I got stuff done. I was an okay student, but, but it was not <laughs> a lot of self-inflicted torture, <laughs> if you will all through college. I love that. Just that connection you just drew very naturally that I think most people don't put those together where you're kind of saying that anxiety was behind procrastination for you. So can you say a little bit more about that? I mean, that's just what I have naturally seen um, in my own life, but also in my work with clients that, that very often 
um, per, what's underneath procrastination or what's, what's driving that is that sense of whether it's fear or the, the unknown or doing it wrong. And so I've sort of collectively lumped all that together into, you know, anxiety, which is a yeah. whole other conversation. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And that's so, um, on the one hand, it's, it makes so much sense. It's such common sense. But on the other hand, I really do think it's funny because you see people with procrastination as an issue and, and they're hard on themselves often. And understandably, they're like, no, I'm, they have their own personal theories. I'm lazy or I need more discipline or I need to just do more, which right. all of which just creates more anxiety, right? Right. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that it can very quickly compound on itself. And I I think that that's it. Like that is it. Is that it's compounding on itself all the time and it's it's that the weight of that kind of thinking is really just dragging us down. It looks like it's the project, right? It looks like the thing that we're not doing that's 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 slowing our feet or that's making us not start. But it's it's a, it's that that's the thinking you know? Yeah. And I, and I love being able to see how that's behind everything. Like that's behind <laughs> right. procrastination, but it's also that compounded thinking behind eating disorders and behind depression while we shut and down anxiety. and anxiety yeah. and everything. So, um, yeah, I know you're on the same page as me, but just it, it looking at things in such a simple way. And it's like, there's literally one cause of every issue, every habit, every addiction. Right. And it's that compounded thought that doesn't look like thought to us. That doesn't look like thought. And it is, it's so funny because it looks so logical, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but, but prior to it looking logical, it doesn't, it's really hard to see. I think it was Joe Bailey that said um, that, that at first all addiction is an addiction to thought. And it just you know, really woke me up because of how, of how true that is. Yeah. So how did you, um, how did you wake up to this? Like how did, how did you see through or see your anxiety and procrastination in a new way? Well, it wasn't without the first, in my sort of early to mid twenties, I kind of got on a mission about myself, that sort of self-development. Let me, let me see what I can do. And I did just a billion different courses and books and classes. And frankly, there was some help in that. And, and it led me to get trained as a coach and to start working with clients. And, and then at some point, I really just had this moment of like, this is just who I am. I'm not going to push this anymore. You know, I'm not gonna, it was like, I had this boulder that I had to like push up a hill mm -hmm. and, and I was just trying so hard to figure out how to like push it up faster or make it smaller. And, and then in my early thirties, I thought, you know what, I think I'm just going to have this boulder. Like I kind of know how to cope with it better, right? Like I've got all these techniques and strategies to sort of deal with it, but it's going to be here. I'm just going to be a procrastinator. And it was right around that time that I really saw that it was anxiety. Like, oh, okay. Like this is anxious. This is anxiety. This is just part of who I am. And, um, and then it was maybe a couple few years after that, that I ran into, um, the principles and just this understanding. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm all done with all that kind of stuff. I don't need more self-help. And then it kept showing up and kept showing up. And and then I eventually um, moved into this space and my world started changing without me doing anything. And then my clients' results were just so much deeper and so much faster without me doing anything. And, and that's when I knew that there was something to this. So did you, um, I love how you said like without you doing anything and I can imagine people thinking like, well, you had to have done something. How was that piece for you? So like you kept coming across this understanding, it sounds like in various ways and like, no, 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 I'm done fixing myself. Right. And then I assume at some point you saw, okay, this isn't about fixing yourself. Like how, how did that go for you? If you can put it into words, like how you started to see things. I, I picked up a book that I did not know was, had anything to do with this. And I started reading it and it started answering questions that I had had my whole life. And then I went, oh my gosh, this is the thing that I've been avoiding. But not, you know, ironically, I was sort of procrastinating. <laughs> this. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so when it, it was answering these questions of like how thought and feeling work together and, and where my behaviors were really coming from and who I really fundamentally am, who we all are. And, and it wasn't, maybe even stated so explicitly, but, but it just has this way of sort of seeping underneath all the thoughts and all the thinking. And I think, you know, we're given these insights that we probably don't even know we're, we're given half the time. And there's these little dots that are getting connected inside of us that just very subtly, very, very subtly shift shift things. Um, one of my clients I was just working with this week, he, he said it really well. He said, you know, I, I don't know how or why, but, but I don't, all of this stuff is still happening in my life. Like, you know, like I've got a lot to do, but there's a distance from it now. I don't have to get so caught up in the fact that I have a lot to do. And it was just really so simple. Exactly. Like we just, there's this, there's a whole other way. There's a whole other way that we're not necessarily taught. And it's really, really freaking cool when that door starts to become visible. It is amazing to just have a glimpse of how, like, like your client, you know, like life can be exactly the same. (laughs) nothing. I mean, that still blows my mind, you know, like nothing can change, but you're like, wow, just by something in my head being different, just how, just how I'm seeing life in a slightly different way, everything is different. I mean, that's kind of what we're like the business we're in. Right. And that is so, it is so cool. It's really, really cool. It's it's astounding to me on a daily basis, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you see, um, change happening for the people you work with? It's such a weird question. Like it's the whole, it's everything I'm excited about in life, but I get it's a really weird question even to really answer because it is a bit of a mystery. But if the people you work with aren't, aren't setting out to do more and be more productive, that's definitely not how they're getting over their procrastination. Like how is it going? Yeah. So when when i start working with people that is what they're up to right like how do i do more how do i get myself to do more like i know what to do like like it'll be like i want a time block or i want to you know they've got the strategy yeah 
And generally, and not always, but generally when they're coming to me with a strategy, I, I usually, if people are starting with behavior, um, what is required of them is a lot of discipline and a lot of motivation and a lot of willpower and probably accountability. Right. And usually this is what they say to me. Like, I need all of these things because I know what I need to do. And it's this strategy and this strategy is going to get me, you know, less procrastination and more productivity. So you need to help, help me get, get these skills and get these characteristics in me. And, um, and what I explain to them or what we kind of walk through is how they've seen this happen in their lives before, where they sort of identify the strategy, think it's the discipline and like what generally happens. Right. And, and generally what happens is at some point you, you stop doing the strategy because it's exhausting work to have that level of self monitoring all the time. Right. You've got to constantly be on yourself. And also I point out the logic of, how much more thought that's adding to your day-to-day life, how much more you've got to manage, how bigger that boulder gets as soon as you're starting to approach it from starting with that behavior. And then they see that and they say, well, yeah, and then I beat myself up and then I go around the cycle again. Exactly. So once people start to see that in, in really simplified terms here, that's sort of how we've been taught to create change. Um, they get a little bit more open to the idea that there might be another way, that we don't necessarily have to start with behaviors. And, and so in that process, it's, it, it is this kind of eye-opening thing. And part or one, one of the ways that, um, that, that change surfaces for people is I start to point out how uh, we're really only ever seeing what we're thinking about. So if we're, you know, have labeled ourselves procrastinators, our antennae is pretty strong. Our radar is pretty tapped in to all the ways in which we're quote unquote procrastinating. So one of the ways we kind of shift that around is for them to start to see what's invisible all the ways they actually are getting things done that they're not even noticing because they're so wired in. They've built such a strong habit to seeing the opposite. It's a, it's such a fun and challenging and sometimes really hard part of our work with people. I think that those first steps that you just described, that thing of them coming in and saying, okay, Julie, here's what I want you to help me with. <laughs> like I hear that too. Like I just want to be able to check in with you. And, you know, maybe tell you what I ate or something. And I'm like, right. no, 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 honey, you, need, you don't need a check-in. You're doing plenty of checking in. That's the problem, right? Like, <laughs> we need to see something different. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. But I love, it sounds like you're saying that um, people, I mean, I'm sure there's a range, but are people pretty receptive? Like you said, once they can start to see, oh, yeah, I've been doing all this stuff because that's what I've thought works. That's what we're told works, but it actually doesn't. Then it's like they turn that corner and that that opens up. Exactly. And, And really it isn't about, like, I don't see it as about sort of like a convincing thing. It's just really looking at the logic, you know, like, Hey, how has that been working for you? Right. And, and then that, and, and then, you know, as we get sort of deeper into it, they can start to see like, Oh, like with, thoughts of procrastination come 
the feeling of anxiety, come the feeling that I need to be doing more, that I'm not doing enough, right? And so they start to make all these extra like deeper connections to their thoughts and their feelings. And they can start to pinpoint, oh, I'm in that old paradigm. I'm in that old cycle. I think that this is, you know, I'm, I'm caught up in the idea that I can create change in this other way. And, and then, then, and then they, they get their own insights about how it works for them. Yeah. How much of it is um, helping them see like the things that they think they want to do, helping them see that they've thought that up as well. So if someone says, no, I really should be going to the gym five days a week and I should have my book done by now. And I'm a procrastinator because I haven't. There's a couple pieces of that, right? There's also the fact that, hey, you've kind of made those standards up. Right. And it's a great question. And I think um, part of where I go for people and, and really everyone's, I mean, you know, everyone's so different. Like I'm laying it out like this is some kind of process, which is just never was (laughs) like this exactly. Um, but part of where I go with people is, is helping them start to distinguish in themselves, like, and everyone's got different words for it, whether it's like the chatter in their head or the noise in their head versus, um, their deeper inner wisdom, or some people think of it as head versus heart, or really just kind of really feeling into what that means for them. And, and then recognizing that, and again, it, 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 for me, often it goes back to that whole invisible, visible thing. There's ways in which they're already getting life done all the time, every day, listening to that in, in inner wisdom, being guided, but it's so invisible. It just looks like life. And what is really, really um, visible is all the chatter and all the noise. And so that is what we pay attention to. And as we start to kind of shift the attention or shift the focus and and seeing just how amazingly useful this other trajectory is, this other way, then they start to get their own distinction for it. And, And so when they get caught up in like, yeah, but no, I really should. Like, I get it, Julie, but no, I really, really actually need to do, you know, I need to go for the walk for an hour every morning or whatever it is. That's great. You know, how, how are you telling me or how are you describing for me, whether that's coming from your inner wisdom or your head? And so then we get to have like a deeper conversation of, you know, uh, some people call it inspired action. You know what what it actually means to be led and guided from that deeper place. Yeah. So how do how do you know? For me. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know. Like I know it's a. I don't actually like expect answers to the questions I'm asking. By the way. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, that's a big question. It's a question yeah. everyone has, right? Like, how do you know what's what? It's a super great question, and. I'll, I'll tell you this. I I've asked myself that so many times and I've answered it for myself so many times. And a lot of times the answer is a little different. Um, so I would say this, this, this answer is a little bit of a work in progress for me, but you know, what comes to mind is, is, is I'll tell this quick story. Um, I, years ago I had just started, um, teaching, 
the principles, right? Giving talks that integrated this. And I did one and it, it was like fine, but people didn't super resonate with it. And, and so I drove home going, oh, you know, I don't really think this is for me. Like I really should be doing things differently. Like I, I got to stick to the, you know, the time management, like the tips that I know work and help. And I happened to have a call with my coach the next day. And I was explaining to her, like, you know, I just think this is useful. This is a useful feeling, right? This is useful data. And she goes, yeah, useful usually doesn't come with an edge. And I went, oh, man, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it stopped me short. And, yeah. and that, that's one of the parameters I have. Like, real wisdom, it doesn't have an edge. Like, it's not going to come in the form of self-doubt. It, it could come in the form of clarity, right? Like yeah. it's just a, doesn't work for me to do these talks or something, but it's not going to come in that form of, of with, with that kind of an edge. So. Yeah. I love that. Real yeah. wisdom maybe isn't something you need to hash out with your coach the next day. <laughs> right. you know, it's like, you kind of know, but it's, but it's still, it's tough. And, and it's, 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 it's this it funny thing. Thought. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's like, there's a little, I don't know, listeners, we're totally putting words around something that we really sh have no right to be putting words around just to make that clear. But sometimes there's this sense almost like there's real wisdom, if we're going to call it that, coming through, but there's edginess as well. You know, So sometimes totally. it's like, totally. I just don't know yet. I just don't yeah. know yet. I think there's something to this, but you don't. And yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. It's not yeah. like you're in this like zend out space with wisdom. Yeah. No. Uh, but I think there is a level of of clarity, even if it's, I don't actually, I'm not clear on how to move forward. So I'm going to, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so overall, like what, what would you say is the number one thing if there is one or, or yeah, like a key thing that leads to lasting change for people, not superficial change, but from everything you've seen and what, from what you've learned about this understanding and what you've seen with clients, like, What's, what's the bottom line when it comes to how we really change? I, I love this question. Um, so for me, it, you know, this understanding is extremely powerful and there's endless implications and there's so much cool stuff to learn and, and not just within this, you know, all the ways in which it's pointing to and just not every client needs it just not every client, like just not every person needs it. And really where I think things shift fundamentally for people is when they just get a glimpse, they get a, a just a glimpse of who they really are, who they really, really fundamental, who we all are fundamentally. And, and like, I had a client this week and we were talking about wisdom and what that meant. And, and he was really connected with wisdom is, is experience, right? So like wisdom comes with age and all this, but he had told this beautiful story about his daughter learning to swim. And I said, well, how does that make sense with your daughter? You know? And he just kind of stopped and he looked and he said, Oh my God, I need to think of myself in the same way that I think of my kids. And I was like, whoa, like huge. That's so cool. Like I wasn't even going, you know, like he took it 50 miles down the road. 
and and he doesn't need to know all the implications like he can he's got a glimpse he's got a glimpse and from this place is where real transformation happens yeah. even if we don't know it frankly yeah i love that that's beautiful it is it's so unexpected and it's but it is it's that's a great answer. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Julie. This has been really, has been really exciting for me. I hope it's helpful for others. It's really great. Thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Subscribe to the podcast so that you get each new episode as soon as it's ready. And please consider leaving a review so that others who need change can find their way here. If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even when you've already tried everything else. Thanks for listening.